Hey everyone, welcome back to Brose the Podcast. This is your host, Rob. And Anthony, how's it going, Rob? How's your week? Um, it's going, it's going. It's kind of been depressing, I would say, because of, you know, I feel like I'm trapped indoors and I can't mood like go anywhere or do anything. And it's a cursing and a blessing because I don't want to do much, but at the same time, it's like I just need something else to do besides stare at my computer, do work, watch something and listen to music. Like we got to switch it up, you know? So I'm getting to a point where I'm like, I, I no, I totally got that. No. Yeah. I totally understand that feeling. Um, I feel great. I feel like I've had, and I had an okay week so far but I definitely empathize with what you're saying because I think if it wasn't for me having to leave the apartment every day to go to work, I I would be in the exact same boat. And so I totally empathize with you. Yeah, it's like, ooh, where am I going to go next? The kitchen? <laughs> the living room? Ooh, exactly. my room. Ooh, let's spice things up and go to the bathroom. You know, like... Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll go for like a quick walk to like Starbucks across the street, but that's, that's it. But also it's like, I don't even want to be, it's like too cold to be outside, especially with like it being like below freezing these mm-hmm. past couple of days. It's like, you don't even want to be outside. No, definitely. This weather's been really kind of getting to me. It's so annoying. I hate the snow. Remember a few podcasts ago, you were like, oh, my God, I love snow. I, I love it. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, you ain't even seen the I take, worst. I take it back. I take it all back. Um, no. no, it's it. And it, that's the thing. It's so it is pretty. It is very pretty to look at. But I think driving in it, it I'm just, oh, my God, the visibility sucks. You know, driving, like, so wet. Having to driving, clean your car. Being in it, walking in it trying to everything everything with it and it's like i kind of wish at least the snow was more consistent instead of like just popping out of nowhere like even like i know we had a couple like a winter storm like two weekends ago or something and like okay like we saw it coming you know but right now melted for like a hot second like some of it melted and then bam more exactly (laughs) yeah and now like we have this one that's currently taking place and it's like i do not recall the weather telling me it was gonna be snowing this much you know, and then you sent me that notification saying that we were going to get 14 inches. I was like, excuse me? I literally had to cancel my Orange Theory class today. Like, deep down, I'm like, how dare you? But also, I'm like, thank God. <laughs> excuse <laughs> not to work out. Like, I really, like, don't want to work out. But, like, how dare you? How dare you come between me and my fitness? But also, thank you. <laughs> But also thanks. Do you feel like we are in a position where we should feel grateful that we live in a city where like roads are getting cleaned or like that we don't have to worry about our water freezing or like electricity going up because like the city's used to it. So they prepare. Oh, you see, I was in my head. I'm like, you think they're doing a good job here? Well, no, it's shit, but like it's something. I mean, yeah, but keep in mind, it's like this is a norm, you know, it's not like it's like we prepared. It's like they knew like. They know to prepare it because it happens, you know, every year. It's not like, you know, we live in Texas where there's snow happening right now. And they're like, what the fuck is going on on this day? Like, I don't know how to drive. You know, it's like they know it's going to snow. 
So it's not like a shock, you know? Yeah. But I you know will say a- I'm blessed that like this city puts salt versus I hate, hate, hate how some places will like sand. And I'm like, girl, sand ain't going to do nothing. Do you feel, I know this is kind of like a little off topic, but like not really, but like back in the day when like electricity was being developed and like power lines, if they were able to develop them to work a certain way in cold places like Chicago, why didn't they just use the same design in other places? You know, like why is there shittier electricity lines in the South? Like, why do they have to like not work during the winter? It's like if you know, it's investment. It's like, why am I going to invest in probably more expensive wires if it's not going to snow, you know? I don't know. I, I mean, does that I, make get, sense? No, I get it. No, it like, does make sense. Like, like here, yeah, I'm going to invest in like electric cords and all that stuff that's like heavy duty because we need it versus like Texas. I don't know. I'm just using Texas as an example because that's currently where apparently it's a disaster. But in Texas, it's like, why are we going to invest in a heavy duty snow protective wires when maybe snows once every other year? You know, like, I don't know. No, I mean, I get I get where you're coming from. Like, I do. I understand it completely. But I just think it's funny, you know, like how like I can imagine living in the old days and like Texas having electricity and then Chicago being like, wait, those wires don't work here during the winter. <laughs> like we need to figure something out. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, again, that's something you would have to like look into like history. You know, maybe we did learn our lesson the hard way once. Maybe. I don't like, I don't know. Me, they didn't teach us that in history of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, clearly no one thought that was important enough to teach. <laughs> These are the questions that we want to know. This is like what we should be teaching our children. I mean, it's crazy to like think about like history wise, how like in 2014, we had like the big blizzard here in Chicago and I was a junior and I remember hearing a junior in high school and I remember, and I told you this story, how literally cars were like stuck on Lakeshore Drive. Like no one, like people had to leave their cars on Lakeshore Drive because it was so bad that like you couldn't do anything, you know? And it's crazy how like, especially like a lot of our college friends, like they've been in Chicago when it's only been like super, super cold and maybe some snow, but never to the extent of like a snowstorm or like, you know, being trapped. Like this is Mm -hmm. like, this has been your first real, real like snowstorm, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because there was that one that happened in 2018, but I was already gone by then. No. Yes, there was one in 2018. No, that was was the polar vortex. Was that 2018 or 19? You're thinking the polar vortex. That was 2019. Got it. Where literally no one was going. Like, if you went outside for three minutes, you could have gotten severe frostbite. And so like we were like, I remember being trapped with my two roommates at the apartment and we couldn't even leave. And it was me. I'm like thinking about, <laughs> I'm just like thinking about how terrible three days was. Like, I'm like, I'm going crazy, but look at us now, 10 months <laughs> in. And I'm like, mm, I really did think that was crazy. And now I'm like, that's nothing. <laughs> Not even. It's like almost 11 months in at this point. That's ridiculous. That's wild. 
Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, shit's crazy. Everyone, please stay safe. Like it, the roads are wild, and you know, if you have electricity right now and your city's functioning, great. If you don't, sorry about it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Sorry your city doesn't want to put funding in. I'm sorry your city probably voted Republican and they don't believe in climate change. And therefore, you are trapped by secondhand conspiracy theorists. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, gosh. Speaking of conservative and global warming and Republicans, the Super Bowl took place recently. Girl, what (laughs) what does that have to do with climate change? Because it was in Florida. And <laughs> a, a Florida is like in denial that it's not sinking. I guess. All right, you're you're really stretching it, but this is what Bowl, I said. <laughs> me and Anthony, uh, we clearly are the biggest football fans on the planet. I love a good home run. I love, I love a good, good three point shooter. Oh, I love shooters. We know, we know, <laughs> we know. Yeah. You love shooters. Lol. Anyway. Um, yeah, Super Bowl's a place. We watched it. We watched like, no, I would say we watched a little more than half. I mean, we literally, the halftime show ended and we were like, all right, bye. <laughs> well, at least I was like, bye. Cause I was like, we need to finish the challenge priorities. Was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was not impressed. Usually when it comes to like Super Bowl. You know, you have the commercials, you have the football game that I really don't care about, and you have the halftime show. And usually they're so, 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 so good. Something about this year, it wasn't it for me. I don't know. Maybe you had one or two good commercials that I'm like, I remembered because they were iconic. Yeah, I don't know. What do you What do you think? I enjoyed what was there in the sense that I'm glad they got to play. I'm very happy for the two teams that made it. I'm very happy for their families because I'm sure they're very proud of them. And and they made tons of money. (laughs) So good for them. I am, however, very disappointed at the fact that there was people in the stand. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, like it would have been fine if nobody was there. Like people would have still watched. Like I don't understand what you're gaining by having literally a full stadium. Oh, to be fair, I'm like, it actually wasn't a full stadium. It looked like a full stadium because there were cardboard oh, cutouts. Out? No, there were cardboard cutouts. Oh, that's cutouts. true. Yes, yes, you're very true. There were But cardboard. still, there was a lot of people there. Like, I will say, like, there were a lot of people. And I'm like, yes, we know you love football. But, like, yo, we're in a pan de queso, like... You yeah. should not. Sports is not the end of the world, you know? Like, do you really want to risk your life for football? Girl, get a grip. <laughs> so, what did you think about the halftime show? Who, the like weekend? It. I mean, I, like, like I, I'm not the biggest fan of the weekend. And it's not anything against him. It's just like that sound of music. It's, it, I've never been attracted to it. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't like thrilled. I like me. I'm like, I'm not the biggest weekend fan. Like I, I'm going to sound super hipster. I was like, I used to like the weekend before he was famous. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, I mean, I knew all the songs he performed, unfortunately. Uh, (laughs) but I'm like, usually people will bring someone out, you know, I feel like that's a thing. 
with the exception of Gaga, but Gaga doesn't have to because she is a powerhouse Gaga. in itself. Yeah, Gaga is Gaga. But I was like, dude, the weekend, like, bring someone, you know? Like, yes, you have music, but also spice things up. We're in a Pandora, you know? Like, we need something new. And I was, like, low-key very disappointed that, you know, he didn't bring Ari. They have two songs, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah. both those songs are bop, so sad. I will give him props for sticking to this whole aesthetic, like the whole like red blazer. Like he like really committed to that for this album. And I will give him props for that because he really said brand recognition. That is true. And I remember hearing about like the whole reason why it's his brand. I think it has something to do with drunk driving. That's all I know. Okay. I'm like, okay, sure. I I don't know how it works, but yeah. But it works. Someone, someone, correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, either uh, regardless, I wasn't. I wasn't really impressed. I thought it was. It was a fine performance. Like he sounded great, but like I said, I just wasn't. Like wow, I need to go and watch it on YouTube. Like I need to relive this. I will say I did play like a minute or two of it for my students because that was like one of my like warm ups for the class. It was like, what did you think about the weekend? And yeah. so I had to watch the same performance five times. <laughs> no, but I totally get that. Like, I respect you doing that. It's like charity work. So you're fine. Gaga Tandra. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're giving the weekend the views. So don't worry. It was just like, no, it was someone else's channel. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, good, good. Like you're giving them the views. Exactly. Charity work. Support small businesses. Yeah. Wait, what were some of your favorite commercials? To be honest, like I feel like bad commercials outweigh the good ones. Like I wasn't impressed with a lot of them. But the ones that I did like were I in my opinion were really good. Like one of my top ones was the Toyota one with that uh, made me cry i cried that was such a good commercial and i think toyota's done like the same kind of like inspirational inspiration yeah before like toyota does those commercials png does those commercials um and they do a really good job with them especially during like olympic season like they always do those commercials but this one was really good it was like the adoption story and like the adoption paralympics yeah paralympics like they're calling the mom on the phone saying like hey like we have a child available for you to adopt but you know they are they don't have any legs and like it's gonna be a tough life and the mom was like yes it'll be tough but it'll be amazing can't wait to meet her and i bawling so beautiful it was so good one of my favorites was (laughs) I always, I kept talking about it. The T-Mobile one with Gwen Stefani, Adam mm, Levine, yeah. and Blake Shelton, and how it was like, Gwen is like, I'm not looking for a country boy. Like, I'm looking for someone uh, from LA. And it was like, well, because Adam had bad service or bad network, this is what he heard. And it was like, I want someone country, someone not from LA. And, Uncultured. Yeah. And he was like, I have the perfect person. And he's like, Blake Shelton is like, joined. She's like, Blake? Um, and then the commercial ends with pretty much them being like, don't let poor network like take control of your love life. T-Mobile. And I'm like, girl... Team, as a user of T-Mobile, you have most likely ruined my love. <laughs> I'm like, I get no service in this city, so 
Lies, Liza Minnelli. I will say the one I hated, hate, 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 hated the most was the stupid Oatly commercial. Oh, with the CEO? The CEO singing some weird a song about Oatly and I hated it. It made me so uncomfortable. I'm like, you literally make me want to drink almond milk on purpose now. Like I already do, but now I'm avidly going to be drinking almond milk because you're like I'm you have done the opposite (laughs) yeah you're like I'm gonna purposefully boycott oat milk because of you exactly what was one commercial you hated uh I hated the weather tech commercial I just don't I just didn't think it was necessary it's not even that it was a bad commercial I just didn't find it necessary at all what was what was the weather tech again it was the one they were just advertising their mats and advertising that little cup holder with like you could put your phone on it. Oh, me! I'm like I didn't even consider that a super well, because it's so bad. Like it was so irrelevant. I was like, why are you? Yeah. Why are you spending so much money to get the Super Bowl slot? Yeah, and give us this. That's I, that's a good point. Like I didn't even consider it like a Super Bowl commercial because it was nothing like new, nothing out of the ordinary. It wasn't yeah. like camp. It was just literally seemed like a normal commercial i don't know maybe the super bowl was like charity work <laughs> maybe but you know another one that i also i feel like i feel like maybe people on twitter like liked it but i wasn't a fan of the doritos 3d with matthew mcconaughey i yeah. didn't like it i i feel like it's been done before it was just kind of like uh, meh like mm-hmm. you have like i think the only wow factor was the matthew mcconaughey you know that's it that was the wow factor yeah. You know, I just think it, yeah, I agree. I think it's been done before. Mm-hmm. Was there anyone, any other ones that you like? Um, oh, I did like the Cheetos mix with Milo Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Oh, so that, good. With yeah. um, the one that was like, and you did it on the sofa. It wasn't me. In the shower, it wasn't me. <laughs> you know, I like that twist with the Cheetos and them too. Yeah. And it was... I, I mean, I would have bought those Cheetos, you know, I want to buy them. Totally. I would go get them. You've convinced me. And plus like everyone loves Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Like they are such a great Hollywood couple. So, so cute. props to them, props to Cheetos. And I mean, Cheeto always delivers on ads. I feel like mm-hmm. they've so, done a really good job. Definitely. Especially recently, like with Bad Bunny and the Flaming oh, Hot. Yeah. So yeah. My faves. So good. Another one up that I enjoyed was the Eminem one. The Eminem. Oh my god! I, yes, that one. Ah, that one was so good. I, I'm so sorry. Funny. Your name. I sorry. I called you Karen. My name's Karen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm you're so named Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I purposely kicked you in your seat. <laughs> Me. I it was would. So simple, I would be like, giving a. I would be giving a lot of Eminems. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like they had Dan Levy in it. It was super simple. The concept was simple, but it worked. Like, it was funny. Did you have any honorable mentions? No. <laughs> oh, my, my honorable mentions were um, the McDonald's one when they were, like, belting Celine Dion. Oh, yeah. That one, I thought that one was super cute. Very simple. I, I do give props to the TurboTax commercials. Um, they've definitely improved. I'm Okay, to be honest, I don't... I know you were, like, yes to the TurboTax, I didn't get that same. I feel like I, I think because I'm I'm th- I'm coming from like my PR background and how like 
I know what their ads used to be like and they were literally trash and seeing them kind of get a little better or kind of head towards this direction. I'm like, good for you guys, you know, good. Congrats on your change of agency. Like congrats on all this stuff. Me, I can give them pity too. Speaking of someone who actually doesn't deserve getting pity, uh, Justin Timberlake with the whole Ugh. free Britney movement. Listen, Brose, the podcast, we hear, we support the free Britney movement. We, well, I watched the documentary twice. And the second time I watched it, I forced Anthony and our, like my friend Chasel to watch it because I was so passionate about <laughs> this documentary. <laughs> like it was really good. Like, I, when I said it's about the free Britney, I knew people would be like, is it one of those E true Hollywood stories? And no, it was an actual like quality documentary. Mm-hmm. Cause who did you say makes them? The wall street journal or yeah, wall street, Times? wall street yeah. journal with, uh, vice collaboration with, uh, FX, oh, FX and Hulu. And so I was like, it was really good. I mean, it created, it reignited, um, like the movement again, you know, so, mm-hmm. and in a couple, like a few podcasts ago, I did mention how Britney Spears was one of my like childhood icon, not icons, I guess icons, but someone I avidly listened to as a child. And actually like watching this documentary reminded me as to why I stopped liking her and realized that I became a victim of like the media as in. In the documentary, they talk about how the media literally ruined her, destroyed her reputation, made her seem like she is this terrible, incapable human being. And Mm -hmm. I fell apart. Like, I was a part of that. The problem. I wouldn't say the problem because I never accused her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fell to thinking that's like, why would I want to like someone who's this, like, supposed crazy person you know this problematic bad mother yeah and so i remember like i stopped liking her because i didn't want people to also like judge me if i'm like oh i like britney spears and I'm, they're gonna be like oh so you support someone who shaved their head like no i don't like that's yeah. not what i support you know i support her music mm-hmm. her talent but that just made me realize like so much actually about why I stopped liking her. And I recognize, you know, everything they said. And I think it sparks a different conversation now. Mm-hmm. It definitely, I definitely agree with you, Rob. I, after seeing that documentary, like it definitely made me totally feel for her completely in the situation that she's gone through. And how the media really did fuck her over. And it's not fair at all. It's not fair for her. It's not fair for her kids. It's not fair for people in her immediate circle who were there for the right reasons and who were always there supporting her. Like Keyword, the right reasons. Because you have Jamie Spears, her father, who quote-unquote claims he's there to help her in good spirit. But from all the stuff that we know, like he's a terrible human being. Yeah, insane like it was so crazy and then like just looking into like this whole conservatorship it's really insane how one how long it's lasted and two how even like the legal system is now seeing how flawed this system is in general 
and how she's kind of out of luck. Yeah, and it sucks. It sucks. Conservatorships are usually given to people who are like who are old, who literally can't take care of themselves, not to these young like people, you know? And it's mm-hmm. crazy to think about that. It's like this conservatorship is for her whole life, you know? Like it's not just like, oh, five years. Because exactly as you said, like conservatorships are typically like they're for old people and you know, old people. I mean, I don't know if this is insensitive, but obviously old people tend like to pass away, you know? And so there doesn't have to be a limit. And I don't think that's insensitive. I mean, you get old, you die, period. I mean, yeah, that's the That's like the, the circle of life. Yeah. No, but I just, I really hope that with this, with media picking, picking this up, and when I say media, I mean like the good media, like the positive media, the media of now individuals who are using their social media platforms to speak up and raise awareness about something that's taking Mm. place that it's not just hopefully this movement and our participation in it is going to help bring light to the topic and also help hopefully Britney's case as well yeah and I think you brought up a good point where this free Britney movement isn't just about like free Britney like yes ultimately like she shouldn't be under this like structure that she is in but i think the free britney movement also goes beyond that where it it addresses these flaws in conservatorship that need to be mm-hmm. addressed when i like if i'm someone out here saying free britney like yes it's about britney but it's also about more you know 100 also fuck justin timberlake i know i knew i've always known that this man is something's off I've never liked his music. I've literally find his sound disgusting. And turns out I was always right. I knew it all along, <laughs> you know, and he put out an apology on Instagram. And I'm curious to know, like, what were your thoughts about this apology? Here's the thing. It's like from a PR standpoint, he did a good, it was a good apology. It was a very well written statement for media. And I think that's the key word. It's like, this is a good apology for media. I think as consumers and as individuals and people who are supporting this free Britney movement, we see right through it and we understand that this is for media. Yeah. So I hope that he did mean those words. And I hope that he is actually recognizing his mistakes because he mentions not only Britney, but he also mentions Janet. And so like, I hope he's able to kind of take this into account in apply to his own life and not just like of a, oh, my, my, my rep told me that I needed to release this yeah. or like, I'd even take a look at this. Somebody wrote it for me and I just had to publish it. Yeah. Cause it, I, that's kind of pretty much what I was thinking. I'm like, I will believe it when I see it. Like if mm-hmm. you actively do something to show that you're apologetic, I'm going to take your apology and accept it. You know, me on behalf of Brittany. <laughs> But yeah. if you just say sorry and walk away, it's like, no, that's not how an apology works. And I, maybe it just stems from my own personal beliefs where it's like, if someone does something wrong, an apology won't just like solve it, right? You have to actively do something mm-hmm. in order to show that you actually mean that apology. Yeah. And so until I see Justin Timberlake do something, I don't know what that something would have to be. I'm not buying it. <laughs> So we'll see. We just have to wait and see what happens. We'll have to wait to see what he does because this is something that is not leaving 
anytime soon in terms mm-hmm. of like people are going to keep reminding him of this and this is something he's just going to blow off. And it's crazy how I've noticed now like on Twitter that there's now people are trying to produce more documentaries on this because of how impactful this first documentary was. Mm-hmm. And I've, I know I saw something on Twitter and again, I don't know if it's true, but the like producing team or like the director of this documentary said like their original promise when making this documentary was they are not going to say any negative things about Britney. They're not repeating the mistakes media did in Mm. 2008. That was a promise that they made. And I think they did such a good job. And I think so too. Again, as you said, it sparks a movement. The topic is still being talked about. I mean, even a couple of days ago, or maybe this was yesterday, but I saw that Jamie Spears, like the father, he lost his bid to remain control of delegating her finances. Things are happening. Things are changing. And I think I saw that there was a bunch of lawyers signing a petition in LA about this. So... And that's the thing too. It's like, it's just so fishy, like, like all around with like her dad and like, you know, wanted to get involved last minute. And like Brittany's saying, fine, keep me in the conservatorship, but at least like add a bank to it to help manage these finances. Like it's not, you know, like I'm willing to work with you. I'm willing to work with the system. Yeah. Yeah. And she literally specifically said, I do not want my dad to be my conservator. Like Mm -hmm. I will have a conservatorship, but just, I don't want it to be with my dad. And it's like, what it like, I know we're like backtracking, but it's like, I hate the fact that he uses the excuse that it's like, look at the circus era. Like she look at uh, the femme fatale era. Like she, like, if it wasn't for me, she wouldn't have had this successful uh, comeback. And it's like, okay, that was a few years ago, mm-hmm. right? She's now currently refusing to make music as long as she's under his conservatorship and it's like yeah dude i hate it's insane. i hate gaslighting like that but again i think this is just like an overall good lesson to like i mentioned earlier about how we as individuals have also now become the media and so as media we should voice our opinions if mm. we think that something is unjust we should make sure that people people are aware that we are noticing things. We are seeing their actions. Media has changed. And they will be held accountable. Exactly. No, media has changed. And so I'm very excited for the future of Britney. I'm very excited for the future of just our justice system in general. Yeah. Okay. Side note, though, because we're on the topic of Britney. What's your favorite Britney song? (laughs) I I hate you. Um, you put me on the spot. I didn't even think. Okay, I have it. Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> the one with Kesha and Nicki Minaj. Till the world ends. Till the world ends. <laughs> Till the world ends. Remix. I love that song so much. But I also love Circus. But now I feel guilty having to learn about the album, you know, like why it was pushed out. And so now I feel guilty listening. But I love the Circus album. I loved her Femme Fatale album as well. If I had to think about like old school Britney... I would go with Baby one more time. Classic. Classic. What about you? I'm like, Lucky. Uh, I, 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 love I hate Lucky. and love, I hate and love that you love that song so much. I feel everything about Lucky. I don't know. I, I can belt that in the car and just like cry. Yeah. We'll just be in the apartment and you'll just be like, this is a story about a girl named Lucky. She <laughs> is so lucky, but why does she cry? 
<laughs> me in my room. Uh, <laughs> no, but also I would say another hit. I feel like no one likes this song but me, and it's "Slumber Party" with Tinashe. Uh, I don't know. You're the only person that. I know who loves that song. I don't know why. I'm like, I just really like it. I'm like, that's I my also, vibes. I love. Um, pop Britney. I love like trashy club Britney. So I love songs like I Want to Go. Give Me More. Give Me More. Womanizer. If You See Gamey. <laughs> if You See Gamey. Like the bops. So good. No, those are good. I feel like if I ever heard Britney in a club, it's like it's game over for, oh my God, Slay For You. When it's like the, uh, get it, get it, get it, get it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Loki kind of controversial, but it is. <laughs> I'm like, besides that, Bob. Bob. <laughs> when I found out as an adult that three was about threesomes, oh my gosh, blew my mind. Oh, that moment when you were in like middle school or high school when you found out F U C K me is literally F U C K me. <laughs> And you're like, oh my god, they're playing it on the radio. Oh, oh my god, how can we for, how can we forget about Toxic? Oh yeah, I mean, I do like Toxic. It's not one of my favorites. I love Toxic. Ooh, what did you think about Work Bitch? Well, if you let me talk, I was actually gonna say <gasps> Work Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was about to say that before you screamed Toxic, classic. Oh, scream and shout. You know it's, what that's I found a good song. out. What? You know, like side 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 fact i found out that the british part in that song isn't britney it's someone no else yeah it's not britney singing in a british accent it's like someone else i was my mind was blown i was like i feel lied to well uh, yeah. here at rose the podcast we clearly love britney we stand britney we support her we support her uh and so the one thing we want to make sure that you get out of this podcast is support the free Britney movement and support this podcast because when do we release new episodes, Anthony? Thursdays. Yes. And so on that note, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week and we will see you next time. Bye everyone.